Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Middle Ground. I'm Caroline. And I'm Joe. <laughs> trying to get comfortable <laughs> because, yet again, we're in my closet. That was probably really loud. We have Sorry, not team. made it out of the closet. Um, <sighs> but you know what? That's okay. This is going to be a good episode. <laughs> we are really excited about this one. But before we jump in, Joe, what was your grounding moment from this week? I have to go back to still being in the closet okay. because here's the thing. I'm halfway through this pregnancy. Okay, I am not going to be able to get down on the ground in this closet that much longer. Oh, yeah, that is true. And I know that you moved the table out, and I know that it's partially my responsibility to get the things from my house to the office. And I hear that. I hear you. <laughs> um, but we really got to make it I know. happen. So Next we can... week, we... yeah. We... We, we said it on last week's episode, and we did do something over the weekend. We got the table that was in there moved out. Mm-hmm. And that was cleared out. Yeah, and that was great. We had unexpected car trouble on my half, which is now resolved. And I just... Okay. Yeah, we just got to get stuff moving. Even my mom, because she helped us pick out, you know, all our she's stuff like, pretty much. She's like, how does it look? Yeah, she's like, send us pictures or send me pictures. I'm like, mom, it's empty. <laughs> yeah, it's still not in there. Oh. She's like, what? I'm like, just don't worry about it. We're going to figure it out. We could honestly probably take some of it over there tomorrow. It's okay. We'll talk about this after the okay, episode. Cool. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just wanted to bring you guys along. That That's the thought process I'm having. Grounding moment. Oh, I'm panicked. Um, you know, I think my grounding moment this week, I am, I've had a really bad week um, mentally. Like nothing bad has happened. I'm not, um, don't worry about me. Everything's been good. I just... I have had a really, really hard week. I'm not in a good mental space. And I feel like I'm feeling things times 10 while being pregnant. Hmm. Like I'm generally not a overly emotional or um, like very roller coaster kind of mood person. And I feel like I am on like the coasters of all coasters. Just like, whoo. Oh, really? Yeah. And... I'm also extremely goal-oriented, and I shared a little bit of this on my Instagram, but I feel like I have just been so down and in such a bad mood day-to-day because of silly little things. Like, I, I, like, analytic goals and, like, number, numeric goals and um, productivity goals and things like that that I'm not meeting, and that I've been meeting for months. Like, I've been blowing my goals out of the water for months And I've had, like, a week of not meeting them, and I am, like, soul-crushingly, like, sad. Yeah. (laughs) So, but the reason this is my grounding moment um, is because last night I finally, like, kind of handed it to myself and was like, dude, you need to, like, you're being, you're being a bitch (laughs) to yourself, to everyone around you, Uh like, and it has nothing to do with anything they're doing. It has nothing to do with what you're doing. You are setting unrealistic expectations of who you should be all the time and you need to chill out. Mm-hmm. And I like, had to like look myself in the mirror. Like I was like having a mental battle with yeah, myself. You're like, Joe, let's get this together. Yeah. And the problem with me when I get like that is I like grind even harder. I'm like, I'll work harder and it'll fix it. And sometimes when it's not you, that's the problem. It's just that the world isn't perfectly aligning for whatever you want. You can't work your goals into action if things aren't perfectly in line. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to, like, take a step back, breathe, 
take time to yourself and not do anything. Mm -hmm. Let it go. Yeah. And last night I finally did that. Good. Like I finally sat down. Matt and I got our one of my favorites, not our favorites, <laughs> for dinner <laughs> and then got ice cream and just talked and we didn't talk about work. And I uh, that was my grounding moment. That very long, drawn-out story. Oh, gosh. You, you hear how drawn-out I am today? It's no, fine. It's going to be a day. <laughs> this is going to be an episode. Um, but that was my grounding moment, like finally being able to take a breather and have that moment of don't let your productivity and all the things you think you should be achieving define your mood. Because, like, if you were behaving like that or one of my friends, I'd be like, no. You don't have to meet every single one of your goals to be valuable or be happy. Right. Like, I would think that was so ridiculous. And so I finally, like, had that conversation with myself, and that's my grounding moment. Nice. <laughs> Love that. What was your grounding moment? <laughs> Mine is definitely not as deep as that. But so if you guys follow me on Instagram, you saw my hair is my grounding moment. So I have naturally curly hair. It's beautiful. But I never wear it curly. Almost never. And so this week, I'm like, I had this moment. I was like, you know what? I'm going to embrace that. Like, people die. <laughs> people die and want to have curly hair so bad. Me. Right. I've been begging <laughs> you to wear your hair curly for years. I know. And, I'm so excited. And sometimes I even forget I have curly hair because I, I just, it's when really I get like, curly. Yeah, it's really curly. And I was telling Joe, like, I don't even do much to it when it's curly. I just, like, scrunch it with water. I'm like, imagine when I get products. Have you plopped it yet? No. <gasps> I'm like, imagine when I – so, anyways, my grounding moment is I went on TikTok because I was like, you know, who can help me the most with curly hair? I was like, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so I went on TikTok. I typed in curly hair. I spent, like, an hour watching what products I need, you know, how to do it. I'm like – my hair is going to be curly. I think you have like a like a whole like yeah. it'll be a whole a whole style. I think so like too. You have ringlets. Yeah, I think I will because it's. It I looks, think it's just damage. Yeah, I think it's just damage and it's frizzy because I'm not using you know the right products like I said, and so I'm really excited to like jump in and take care of my curls. I'm so excited. Thank you. <laughs> my biggest dream is that Matt and I's children get his curly hair. Yeah. Oh, I love curls. I know. And I don't know. It's not that I hate them. I just prefer my hair because I had to come to terms with myself. I'm like, Caroline, you like girls with curly hair. You're not like, oh, they have curly hair. That's ugly. <laughs> not that I ever do that. But no one ever. That's how I treat myself. I'm like, oh, my hair. I feel like not as put together when I have curly hair. And well, I was like, that's ridiculous, Caroline. I think you just don't know how to style exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. And so I'm like, okay, we're going to jump on this curl journey and figure my curls out. So that is my grounding moment. I uh, She walked in because you have to go through my my bathroom to get to my closet. And on math, <laughs> words are not coming out of my mouth. On maths. On Matt's side of our um, bathroom on the counter are all of his curly hair product because my husband has super curly hair. And Caroline's, like, picking up his products and be like, this is what people on TikTok say to use. And I'm like, yeah, Matt Matt has really curly Yeah, hair. I was like, wow. Yeah. It's so funny. Because I don't even have anything that's anything curl-related. 
in my bathroom. I'm like, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. My hair's curly. Like, yeah. let's get it together. But anyways. I'm so excited. I know. So am I. Wow. I'm jazzed. So okay. if you have curly hair and you want to join me on this hair journey, do it. Middle ground curly girls. Yeah. Oh, or boys. Go. Yeah, or boys. Curly people. <laughs> um, yeah. I hope that all my children are in the curly crew because I just, it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Not that straight hair is not beautiful. It's beautiful too. Don't get me wrong. Like they're all, they all have their strengths and whatever. They're all beautiful in different ways. But I have an obsession. Mm -hmm. I've permed mine. (laughs) I have, like I've done everything to mine because I just love curly hair. A lot of people have DM'd me because I think you have just so many DMs and so they Sometimes this happens, but they DM me like, hey, do you know um, who permed Joe's hair? Like, I really want to do that. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I think she moved away. I'm so sorry, but I'm sure you can find someone. So, yeah, my one of my good friends permed my hair, and she is a hairstylist, but she doesn't perm hair. Like, I came in on a Sunday when the salon was closed for her to perm it, mm-hmm. and she was like, do not tell people I did this <laughs> to your hair. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, I got my hair permed. Because <laughs> it's. Like super frowned. It looked good. I loved my perm. Um, yeah, I I like change though. Yeah, I'm constantly like yeah. extensions, no extensions, super short, long, curls, straight. Like yeah, I just like change. Yeah, I get so, that. Anyway, okay, let's let's go ahead and start on today's episode. Um, one of our most popular or our most popular episode, other than our like very first, first episode one. ever. Um, has been our episode about body image and about accepting ourselves, loving ourselves, um, learning to appreciate the body that you've been given and really tapping into self-love. And so because that episode was so popular, we want to kind of do a continuation. What I will say as we go into this episode, I did not re-listen to our first body image episode leading into this. I listened to a little, not a lot. And it's been six months. So for those of you that have been here for a while, we may repeat questions or go over some of the same themes and stuff. Um, But I don't think that's bad. I think whenever it comes to accepting ourselves, loving ourselves, sometimes we need to hear the same advice twice. So... We'll try our best to address new questions um, as well as address things that got asked again that we get asked a lot. Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You want to you wanna lead us out? Sure. So our first question is, and thank you guys also for sending in good questions. We got a lot. Caroline went back to try and find our original body image um, Q&A. And we realized that we didn't even have enough followers on the Middle Ground Instagram when we recorded this mm-hmm. first episode to have done a Q&A on it. And so it's so fun now that we can do all of our Q&As on the Middle Ground Instagram. So thanks for following us over there. And if you don't, um, you can check us out on Instagram at Middle Ground Podcast. Um, Caroline responds to the DMs there. So you're really talking with us. And um, we share when new episodes are out and we do fun little surveys and stuff like that you can share a grounding moment and all of that but yes plug okay instagram (laughs) plug so our first question is how to kindly remove yourself from someone who makes you negative about your own body how do you remove someone like or social media like on social media they make you feel negative or a friend I guess for me, it starts like I want more details. I'm like, why Why do they make you feel negative about your body? Or um, 
what is that? Because for me, and Caroline and I were talking about this the other day, is I I fully believe that people can be toxic, but I also think that you can get to a point with your self-confidence, your self-love, and your self-acceptance that other people's toxicity no longer impacts you. That you see their toxicity as... Um, something they're going through Mm -hmm. and you no longer take it on as a flaw of your own, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like they're project, maybe they're projecting or maybe whatever the case is, they had a bad day in there. But then there's also the way to take that of maybe, for instance, whenever I was in high school, I was really insecure because I have cellulite on the backs of my, and sides of my thighs. And I just do, it doesn't matter how good a shape I'm in. I have it. It's who I am. Um, and I, I was not accepting of that. And I had friends who didn't have it. And being around them, I'd be like, oh, I'm awful. It's not even that they were doing something. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. that was something I needed to work through. Um, so I guess I have like three different answers to this. One would be if it's... Um, that they're toxic and you don't feel like you're prepared to handle that toxic behavior, I would respectfully decline the amount of time that you're spending with that person Mm -hmm. if you can. Um, And uh, that doesn't mean ban them out of your life. It doesn't mean never talk to them again. It just means let yourself have some space while you're learning to love whatever it is that they are hurting if that yeah I don't I'm having a hard time wording it um but then there's the other option of you're insecure about something and it's not that they're doing anything if that's the case I I think start with learning to affirm yourself and working on valuing whatever part of that so like for me it was my legs and how they appeared and what I started doing was I I had this girl I knew in high school her name was Ellie (laughs) Ellie, if you listen to this podcast, probably doesn't. Um, And she still to this day is so beautiful and had these gorgeous long legs and she played Mm -hmm. tennis. And um, I was always like, oh, I want to look like that. Yeah. I want to look like that. Um, And she was perfectly sweet. Like it was (laughs) nothing on her. Um, But it always made me feel so insecure. But I realized I was like, okay, what are the things that my legs offer me? and this might be kind of a toxic way to think about it, but it worked for me at the time, (laughs) that Ellie's legs don't offer her. And this doesn't make my legs better. It's just like Ellie's legs, in my mind, are better than mine because they don't have cellulite. How they look, yeah. But I can kick ass in a breaststroke or butterfly um, race because I have so much strength in my legs. I was a swimmer. like, And I would start thinking through those things that... I have, you know, mm-hmm. and it, I guess you don't want to find confidence in like what they don't. Yeah. Just but, have gratitude for what you what do. What you do mm-hmm. have, if that makes any sense. Okay. And then what was the third way that I was saying? I don't remember. I got lost. I, don't know. I think that. you did do three. I did do three. I think the third thing was, um, that I, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've, my brain, you guys, <laughs> there's too much going on up here. Yeah. I hope that was helpful. And if you think of the third thing, DM us and we'll yeah, we'll go back. Yeah, just try to distance yourself. Don't be mean to the other person. Even if they're mean. Yeah. That's like my key to life. Even if somebody else is mean to you, 
They can be direct, nasty, hateful. Don't do it back. Mm-mm. It's not worth your time. No. No. Okay. Okay, next question is, how do I get into the mindset that I should work out and eat healthy because it is good for me, not because of how it will make me look? That's a great question. And we got a lot of kind of similar ones in this topic. So. What is looking... Um the way you look, what value does that bring you? Right. Really think like, about seriously. that question. What, what value does looking good bring you? And, and I'm, I'm being dead serious. Like, really spend time letting that question sink in. People tell you you're pretty. You are affirmed um, about how you appear. What what you may think people like you better they don't no you may think that you're going to have an easier time in life you won't how you appear is not important and i'm not saying don't take care of yourself and i'm not saying don't try don't try and i'm not saying don't look put together but the things we get wrapped up in bring no value it serves no value. Right. Whereas being healthy and taking care of ourselves, like drinking more water, you are going to feel better. You're going to feel more awake. You're going to... Your skin's going to love you. Yeah. Your skin's going to feel more moisturized. You're going to sleep better. You're going to do so many things better when you start taking care of your body. I, I, there's so many benefits to it. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I, for me, I swim because that's like my main source of how I work out. I swim and move my body in that way because I love to. I'm comfortable in the water. And like Joe said, when I get out of the water, I feel more alive and I feel like, wow, like my body really needed that today. I'm not swimming to, prove to anyone that I can swim a mile or prove to anyone that I lost five pounds because I swim a mile or whatever. I do not lose five pounds when I swim a mile. But if you have access to a pool, I just want to say this as a side note, like at a local YMCA or at your gym and you've never swam before and you hate running, like for me, I get no joy from running. It does not make me feel good. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) It makes me look like... It it tones my legs out. I look great. But that is the only value it brings me. I hate it. Mm -hmm. I am miserable the whole time. I am sore. Like, I I just, I hate it. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, And everybody's like, well, if you just keep pushing, like, it'll get better. It's never gotten better for me. literally shin splints. Yeah. So if you hate those things, I really, really recommend you take up swimming. And it doesn't matter if you're good. You know, Mm -hmm. start with a kickboard. Swimming... And once again, it's what we did, so that's probably part of it. But it's so peaceful. Yeah. You know, the world slips away because there isn't the noise of the whole gym around you or anything like that. So you can really take some peaceful time to yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's wildly good for you. It's really gentle on your joints and stuff. And so it's just a good workout to incorporate even if you only go once a week or anything like that 
It's, and it's hard, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to go. And if the first time you go, you're tired after swimming down and back, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you have access to a pool, and I know it's a huge privilege to have an access, like access to a pool. So if you don't, that's okay. Running's a great option. And there are so many other great options, hit workouts, things like that. But if you have any access to a pool, highly recommend. Yeah, same. It's just, and like you said, I don't know if it's because we just, that's all we know. We're, we are swimmers. We're bred to do that. But it is truly so good for you. Like even when people get in accidents, you know, they have their therapy physical therapy in a pool. It's just because it's so much better for your joints and all of the above. So anyway, that was completely off track. But back to the question, which is working out for you instead of how you look. I really, really encourage that you focus on that question I asked at first. And that is, how does your appearance provide value versus how does how you feel provide value? And I think when you start thinking about that and really addressing it, um, you'll start to feel differently. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't know. Somebody asked, how do I keep a positive body image when my friends are so negative about their bodies? Yeah, that's hard. I think it's kind of you just have to focus on yourself and give them grace. You know, they're going through a rough patch and try your hardest to not let that affect you. If they're like, oh, my gosh, look at my how big my thighs are. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, are my thighs big? I know I've been there in high school. My friends were my swimmer friends were like, oh, my gosh, you're a little fat. They literally said that. And me <laughs> being little, I was like, what? I'm like, I'm not fat. But, you know, you go down this rabbit hole, you're like, wait, am I fat? Like, do people see me as fat? Like, am I blind to the fact that I'm fat? But if you look at me, I'm literally sticking bones when I grew up and muscular. But that being said, you can't let that affect you. And fat is not a bad word. I want to say that in here because I we use it as an insult and this negative statement. And... It's not like you'd walk up to somebody and be like, you're tall (laughs) as an insult. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I hate that we walk up to people and are like, you're fat. Like, some people carry more weight than others. And that doesn't need to be a negative friend. I have a dear friend who is just a curvy girl. Like, she is a heavier set girl. And she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like one of the, you know who I'm talking yes. about. She's one of the most beautiful people I gorgeous. know. Gorgeous. Like absolutely gorgeous, but she's probably a size. I don't, I have no idea what size. 12, 14. Yeah. I don't probably. know. Maybe more than that. I have, I have no idea. Probably not. I don't know sizes, but she is, and I'm not saying that that's huge or that that's, I'm not, it doesn't matter. That part doesn't matter, but that is her healthy She runs multiple times a week. She takes care of herself. She eats really clean. She has great nutrition advice. And she has a happy, healthy relationship with herself. Mm -hmm. She's confident. That's just how she's shaped. Right. And so I, I hate that people have such strong takes on what healthy looks like. And I, I, I don't know. That's such a strong or a, such a hard um, lane to go down because 
I know people get really in tizzies about, well, we don't want to encourage unhealthy lives and obesity and this and that. But even if you find yourself in a place in your life where you have gained so much weight that you are on the obese level of the scale, does that mean you need to hate yourself? I, I don't think so. No. Is that any different than me dealing with crippling anxiety at my lowest? No. Mm-hmm. It is just another health issue. And we're not, at this point, we're finally learning how to accept mental health issues as a sickness, just like we treat everything else as a sickness. Like, if you have so much weight on you that it is becoming a health issue, you can still love your body. Mm -hmm. You can still love how you look and you can still want to feel better and do better because of your health without hating your body. Right. And I don't think people should tell people how they should feel about their bodies. No. Do if someone This has nothing to do with the question. I just am <laughs> yeah. very... I, I forgot even what the question was about. <laughs> We're not on it, but I just feel really I, I, I put up a TikTok because this week I posted a TikTok about how to put a sweater over a dress. And so many of the comments on the TikTok, it went um pretty big on TikTok and Lots of people commented and said things like, oh, well, you can only wear it like that because you're skinny. Oh, another example of skinny girls being able to wear anything and blah, 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 blah. Which one? I've never considered myself a skinny girl. (laughs) Like, I'm a size 8, 10. I'm 170 pounds, not pregnant. Like, just not pregnant. I'm not a small girl. Um, Now, do I live in a privileged body? Absolutely. And I'm not going to argue that at all. I can get out of bed every morning. My body allows me to do the activities that I want to do. So, yes, I live in a privileged body, but I've never considered myself skinny or, like, tiny. I I don't know. And I don't think probably most girls, even the skinny girls, probably feel that way about mm-hmm. themselves. Um, but then I put up a TikTok saying, hey, guys, it doesn't matter your size. It doesn't matter if you are 110 pounds or 300 pounds. You can rock a dress with a sweater over it if you want to because you're beautiful in the body that you're in. And regardless of your size, you deserve to be stylish and to love how you look and to love what you wear, regardless of what Mm -hmm. you're going through, period. And people in the comments unleashed on me and were like, you're encouraging obesity. And I was like, what? You're like, I'm sorry, I'm not. And I just like, and I feel like that was my smallest little glimpse into what the world must be like for heavier women. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, just this, like, little tiny porthole window into what it must be like. And it made me so sad. Yeah. So if you listen to our podcast and you have, or you're a plus-size body type or whatever, I don't know what the appropriate term would be or phrase. I don't know either. So I'm sorry for not knowing that. But... I celebrate you, and I'm sorry that our culture is so incredibly toxic and hateful, and I hope that we can change that. Yes. Okay, let's move on to a question so that I can get off my high horse of just literally spewing about body image. Yeah, well, the question, the previous question was, how do I keep a positive body image when when my friends are so negative? So, like Joe was saying, it's just 
that's really hard. And it's really hard for me in general to be around negative people, no matter what they're talking about. But you just got to love them for how they are. Hopefully they'll get over this hump and you do you. You love yourself how you love yourself and keep loving yourself. My best friend's wildly hot and like super skinny. Um, JC, we're just going to call you out here. <laughs> um, like super, super beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I, when she was younger, she was always referred to as like the pretty girl. Um, oh, she's so hot. She's so this. And so like her, and she was in dance. And so her whole life, a huge part of her like core personality was formed from people constantly telling her her value is that she's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And she struggles still now, even though she's hot. Like, she's gorgeous and, like, just a rockin' bod and Mm -hmm. takes care of herself and works out and eats right. Um, Struggles so much with her body image. And the reason I bring this up is because JC has a traditionally or culturally like hotter bod than me yeah, <laughs> like yes she is in better shape than me um and she has traditionally like more attractive features on her face than me and things like and I'm I'm not saying that to be hateful I'm not saying I'm not attractive I'm not dogging on myself by saying that but like if you put JC and I next like photos of us next to each other and then ask for a poll people are gonna say She's more beautiful a lot of the times. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> but the, re- I'm, the reason I'm saying all of this to you is I'm getting to this question. Is JC, though, has struggled with her body image. And not as much lately. I feel like in the last few years, she's taken huge strides and really focused on her nutrition and her affirmations. And watching her grow has been, like, the coolest thing ever. But a few years ago, she would be like, oh, I look just... I look so bad in this. And I remember thinking to myself, if you look bad in that, (laughs) what do you think whenever you look at, like, the hottest picture of me? Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, like... I'm concerned. Yeah, I am concerned. And finally, at one point in our relationship, I said to her, I said, what do you you think of me if that's what you think of you? And she's like, you're beautiful. What do you you mean? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean, what do I think of you? You literally, everything about you is perfect. Right. So remember that because we are so hard on ourselves and what somebody says about themselves has nothing to do with how they feel about you. Yeah. You can have, you can be 10 sizes bigger than your best friend and she's complaining about how she looks bloated or she looks fat hate that. I hate even (laughs) saying that because Mm -hmm. I don't agree with it as a negative term, but you know, and you may go, well, I'm bigger than her. So does she think that of me? Don't have those thoughts. Mm -mm. Remember that that is about her relationship with her and it's not a defining moment of you at all. Yeah. And you can be a supportive role in that person's life. Regardless, if that makes any sense. Yeah. No, it makes sense to me. Okay. Um, Caroline, I think this is a good one for you. Um, How to stop comparing your beauty to others. 
Yeah, it's a good one. After um, I just got done putting my best friend and I in a side-by-side race. <laughs> um, so how to stop comparing your beauty to others. Um, what are you gaining out of doing that? Like, seriously, what are you... I don't even know how to answer this. Like, I'll use us as an example, I guess. So I think Joe's pretty. I think I'm pretty. But that's not what I value. I, I like Joe's soul better than her outer shell. <laughs> Joe's going to cry. <laughs> and, like, and I don't know if other people think like that. I guess they don't. But, and I view all my friends like that. I genuinely love their soul way better than their outer shell. They could have, they could literally wear a plastic bag over their head their whole life and I'd be like cool I love your soul maybe a paper bag I think plastic bags oh yeah that's dangerous <laughs> I was my head said plastic or my paper. head said paper and but I said plastic anyways but yeah stop comparing it's just a waste of time and you know I struggled that with that when I was younger of course in high school because I went to swim practice and I had swim practice in the mornings on Monday Wednesday Friday and on those days, I went to school less made up because I came out of the pool wet and my hair was curly and I didn't have a lot of makeup on. So then I would start comparing myself to girls that woke up at 8 o'clock to get ready and or earlier Didn't than that. school start at 8? Yeah, Sorry. Because I, <laughs> I woke up at like 5.45 to go swim and then I would go straight from swim to school. Mm-hmm. And then, But they woke up on their own time and they got ready and good for them, great. But I would compare myself to the girls that had an hour to get ready and I had five minutes to get ready and I was like why am I doing that like it's not a it's it was so such a waste of time to me I was like I don't care great good for them they got dolled up and they look beautiful and they're confident in themselves I I can be that too you know I worked out in the morning I and so I switched my mindset and like I was so grateful that I got up and I swam and I move my body and then I went to school like not a lot of people did that and so yeah I just think it's a waste of time and I don't know if that was helpful answering that but well I also would encourage people in saying that I think we have a tendency to be bitter toward the girl who spent an hour doing her hair and makeup sometimes yes and I hate that I hate that And so I want to jump in here and say, like, Caroline only spent five minutes getting ready versus that girl spent an hour getting ready. There is nothing wrong with the person who spent an hour getting ready. That's great. And that was valuable to them and it made them feel good and it made them confident. And so that's beautiful that they got to do that. And there's no reason to compare that to the person who spent five minutes getting ready because the value for them in that morning was getting an hour and a half swim in so that they could compete at their championship meet in a couple months. Right. Like, it's not comparable, and there's no reason to compare the two. No. And I think now that I'm older and in a relationship with you – it's the opposite. Now I value, I've learned to value getting ready and getting up and you don't really like you do sometimes and that's great. But I don't look at Joe and like, oh, she didn't get ready this morning. 
I don't do my makeup and my hair if I'm I'm just prefacing so this yeah. makes sense to people. If I'm going to be at home all day, I don't put on any makeup. I don't do anything. And Caroline has always been coming to my house to record. And even though we're working, it's just our voices. And me putting on makeup does not add any value to the information that I'm sharing with you right now. Exactly. So I don't get ready ever when we're recording this right. podcast. And, but when I show up, I don't look at Joe. I'm like, oh, my God, like, does she even... Does she even care about herself? Yeah. I don't even go down that rabbit hole because I get it. I'm like, you do you. I'll do me. I like getting ready. I like waking up and putting on makeup, doing my hair, and it then coming. It makes you feel like you've started your day. Yes. And everyone's different. Right. And that's okay. Right. A hundred percent. And so that's – you. I think you stop comparing yourself when you become secure with – what you are and where you are. And we talked about this on the first episode that we recorded, and I kind of want to jump back and talk about it again. And that is, for me personally, I think I don't do this because I was so not in the competition. Remember we talked about that? (laughs) In middle school and in high school, I had braces for eight years. I had (laughs) really, really, really bad acne, really bad acne. I was a swimmer. Um, so I was constantly drenched and I smelled like chlorine up until like two years ago. This is a really weird thing to share. And I think I may have said this on the podcast before, but if you're a swimmer and you lick your arm and smell, you smell like chlorine. Oh yeah. Always. Even after you've showered. And I smelled like that for like years mm-hmm. after I stopped swimming daily. Mm-hmm. Years. I remember I going like to school and people were like, what is that smell? I'm like, it's me guys. Like. I smell like the pool. Sorry about it. Like, it's just what it is. Um, And anyway, so I was never in the competition for it. Because I know at every high school, any kind of social group, there's always this hierarchy. And, And maybe someday there won't be. And I'm hopeful for that. And maybe this is changing. But there is always, like, the really attractive girls or the pretty girls. And there's a lot of competition between those girls a lot of times, um, whether it's conscious or subconscious. But I was never in that competition. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I think I stopped comparing my my looks a lot earlier. And I think a lot of times it's hardest for the girls who are really traditionally attractive because they're told to value that part of themselves. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Have you seen the TikTok of... The song Heather from Heather's point of view. I think I have. It's been a minute. Oh, my God. It's so good because basically she's like, you know, everyone just stares at me when I walk by and they only want me to wear their sweater. And you just really get this perspective of like, oh, shit, like it's not rainbows and butterflies being the Heather. Right. Like, yeah, she looks fucking hot. Great. There are privileges that come with that. Yes. And some of them are nice. We're not saying like F Heathers, but (laughs) Heather, the Heathers of our culture, they got issues. Right. Because they've been told that their outsides and their shells are all that are valued. Right. A lot of them. Not everybody. Not everybody. Yeah. But a lot of them. Yeah. But if you haven't seen that, you need to look that up on TikTok. It's we'll find it and share it on our story it's so good i was like oh this yeah totally makes sense yeah 
Um, I don't know. I just wish that we would give more grace to everybody. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a lot easier to stop comparing whenever we try to walk in other people's shoes. We tend to only look at the privileges people have instead of the baggage that that privilege. I don't care what the privilege is. I don't care what it is. Like, I know one of the biggest privileges people are like, oh, well, they have all this money. Right. They don't understand my problems because they have all this money and they're rich. Um, And being wealthy, regardless of you working for it, anything, um, is a privilege. But that privilege comes with baggage. Mm -hmm. Just like being pretty, just like being funny, just like any good quality on planet Earth, every good quality is a privilege. Right. And every privilege comes with baggage. And you can't just focus on, what if I only had all the good things that come with all the privileges and none of the baggage? (laughs) Yeah. Everyone has baggage. Yeah. Every single person. Yes. On planet Earth. And for them, things that would be light for you to carry could seem really heavy. Um, And so you have to consider that too. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know for me... I think the reason body image is something I haven't struggled with as much, not that I've not struggled, um, is I grew up with my mom being handicapped. Um, She couldn't walk. I mean, she stopped walking when I was 15, 16. Um, She's completely wheelchair bound now. And... I'll never forget a conversation on the phone I had with her when I was in college. I have sciatic nerve pain that acts up every now and again. And there was a day in college that I was really having a hard time getting around because I was having such bad sciatic nerve pain. And, um, which I've since resolved for the most part through yoga. Kind of fun. Um, but at the time I was really miserable and I called my mom who, let me repeat, is wheelchair bound. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cannot get in and out of bed by herself. (laughs) And I say to my mom, I'm like, I I think I wanted to go to a party or something, but I probably didn't say that to my mom, but I'm sure that's what it was. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just so irritated because I have all this stuff I want to do and I like can barely even get out of bed. And I'm like complaining to her on mm-hmm. the phone because at the end of the day, she's my mom, you know? Right. And my mom, not sarcastically, not rude, 100% genuinely says to me back on the phone, Oh, sweetie, I cannot imagine how hard it must be to have all these things you want to go do while you're in college and not feel comfortable getting out of bed. And then it clicked. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I felt like I had run into a cinder block wall, Mm -hmm. like smashed into it head first. And your stomach probably fell through the center of the earth. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like almost crying on the other end of the phone. And my mom's like, what? What's wrong? And I'm like, did I really just say that to you? She's like, what do you mean? Like, my mom has not even realized. Like, my mom is not even in the mindset she's thinking about how she can't walk (laughs) or move or do anything. You know, she's just encouraging me because my mom is this prime example of realizing that other people have privileges that come with different baggage than her. And she's not going to address her. She's never going to talk to me like, oh, yeah, that must be so hard. Screw you complaining that you can walk. Yeah. You know, because she realizes that for me, even though that was a super ignorant, rude thing to say to my mom, it was heavy baggage for me at that time. Yeah. And I I love that example. But I think my mom 
really developed my idea of body image for myself because I appreciated my body so much for what it could do instead of how it appeared. Yes. Being able to get out of bed, being able to brush my teeth. I know my mom, whenever I'm really consistently in the gym or working out, my mom will call me. She's like, how was your workout? <laughs> and like, she wants me to tell her yeah. all about my workout because my mom loved the gym. She was at the gym when she dropped a weight and that's like what led to her MS diagnosis. Like, loved to work out, loved to take care of herself, loved to be healthy. Um, and so she's like, oh, yeah, I would. I wish I could go swim. I would totally be going swimming if yeah. I could go swim. And she loves hearing about that, and she's so excited about it for me. Um, and so I try to live like her. Yeah. When it comes to others. Yeah. When no. they're explaining those things. Yeah, I think that's such a good example. And you, you have a good mom. I want to start crying. So do you. <laughs> Why do I start crying? Jeez. Because good moms are, once again, I know I say the word privilege over and over again, but good moms are a privilege. Mm-hmm. Good relationships uh, with moms are privilege. Caroline and I are bawling in the closet. Um, we talked about before we started this episode, too, that our parents growing up didn't tell us we were pretty. Yeah. Often. Not that they told us otherwise. Yeah, and they didn't think we weren't pretty. But, but they, they didn't, focused on other... Yeah, like my mom... Okay, Caroline, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> We're having an emotional day. <laughs> yeah, my mom would be like, good job at your summit. Like, you you were so strong. You kicked that girl's ass. Like, that's what I lived for. Yeah. Not like, wow, you look pretty. And I was telling Joe this. Like, she never said that a lot. And like I said, she didn't not think it was pretty she always whenever I was like oh I feel ugly today she, and my mom would look at me and she'd be like Caroline I don't make ugly kids <laughs> and then I my perspective perspective shifted I was like yeah that's an insult to my mom like oh I'm ugly <laughs> I look just like you and <laughs> right. I'm, I'm right ugly. and I realized that in like seventh grade I'm like damn like when I have kids and they're gonna be like I'm ugly I'd be like Bitch, you look just like me. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so I remember that, like, really clear. But, yeah, she never was like, you're so pretty and, wow, you look – she would compliment me on, like – Your character. My character and my soul and how I treated others. And I think that's so important and I'm so grateful for that, to have a mom like that. But, yeah, I don't even remember what our question was. We, we're past the question. <laughs> we're we're just talking it. about awesome moms at this point. And as Caroline and I say all of this, even if you didn't have that relationship with your parents, and not that it's wrong for a parent to compliment their kid's appearance. We're not saying that either. I would carry that advice to how you treat your friends, how you treat others, really complimenting their character and who they are and things that truly add value I don't know. A question that's on here that I know I really want to address is um, somebody said how to cope with relationship weight gain. And I'm going to wrap another question that I was asked in my my live with that. And somebody asked how I'm coping with my changing like pregnancy body. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I grouped those two questions together because for me, it just has to do with change in the way that we appear. And I really, really encourage you to look in the mirror and focus not on the change in how you look, but why that's happening. So for the person who has relationship weight gain, 
Is it because you're happy? Is it because you feel safe? Is it because you are enjoying a few more dinners out and a few more drinks and laughing till you're crying and enjoying this time as you start to get someone, get to know someone new that you are really passionate about? What about that's negative? Mm-hmm. So you appear a little bit differently. You'll balance out. You, you can get back focused on your health or, um, you know, not doing so many dinners out in the future. Right now, those extra pounds are those gifts that life's giving you. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the pregnant woman whose body's changing. You're making a life. And if what you need is an extra trip to Andy's twice a week and that's making your thighs a little rounder or your, you know, midsection a little rounder than pregnancy already, (laughs) that's okay. Yeah. Focus on the value that that's bringing you. You're creating a human being. Yeah. And somebody followed up with me and said... What about stretch marks? Aren't you stressed about stretch marks and like permanent change to your body? And to that, I say, how do stretch marks negatively impact my value? Are my words any less impactful to you all because I have a stretch mark? From birthing a baby. From creating life (laughs) or anything. I mean, I already have stretch marks on lots of parts of my body. Um, once again, curvy girl, not, not a small girl. Mm -hmm. Um, am I any less valuable to someone because I have stretch marks? Can I, you know, dance with my friends at a wedding less well because of a stretch mark? Can I, you know, cook less well? Thank goodness. No, because they can't get much worse. (laughs) But all those things that you provide, a stretch mark doesn't impact the value you bring to the world. Mm -mm. So why are you letting it impact how you feel about yourself? That stuff, what come will come. Like, be who you're going to be. Own it. I'm obsessed with my stretch marks on the outside of my butt. This is a really weird thing about me. Like, whenever I am taking pictures in swimwear in the summer, I'm always like, Caroline, can you see see them? Can you see them? Caroline's like, yeah, I mean, people can't miss that. They're across (laughs) your entire butt. Like, and I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Because I I don't know. It's just who I am. Right. Yeah, and I don't know. And as, like, the friend of a pregnant friend... I don't felt I'm like, oh, my God, she's growing a baby. Like, how cool. Like, I'm so caught up in that. Like, she's literally living and breathing and there's a baby inside of her. Like, I can't wrap my head around it. But then I visualize her giving birth and the baby being here. And I don't visualize Joe's body. I'm not like, oh, my God, she's gonna have all these stretch marks and what is she going to do? No, I visualize like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see she's going to be a mom. Her as a mom, like that stage of her life is so much more important to go through and experience as a human than oh my god, I had stress smarts because of this baby. You know, that's how I see it. Yeah. And I want to say it's totally okay to take care of yourself. Like I'm still using all the oils and creams and putting them on my skin and trying to take care yeah. of myself. Like I'm not saying don't take care of yourself and don't 
you know, but do what you can and let the rest just be. Mm -hmm. And if you have friends that are telling you different, stop hanging out with those friends. Yeah. (laughs) Or be like, we're not talking about that. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Start hanging out with friends who are stoked to see you be a mom or stoked to see you happy in a relationship who whenever you're like, I've put on 30 pounds since I started dating Tommy Mm -hmm. and your friends like, who cares? Enjoy this phase. And when the the weather, (laughs) okay, pause. And when the weather gets warmer, we'll go walk and you can tell me all about this honeymoon phase of your new relationship and we'll get outside and we'll we'll get back to our normal routine and you know we'll do that enjoy it right get the friends that celebrate with you Mm -hmm. amen to that i've really been on one (laughs) (laughs) oh boy what do you have to say (laughs) i'm so sorry caroline you're good i'm just i am I'm excited about all of this. I like it. Okay, Caroline, I really need you to get in here and speak some words to these people okay. because I am just going off. <laughs> so uh, somebody wrote in and said, I'm so pale, but everyone's trying to get me to tan, but I don't want to feel like I have to. Then don't, sista. Um, I agree. Just like my hair. We can go back to that. I'm just trying to embrace my curls, and this is what I was given. I was given curls and lots of curls, and I've been trying to cover them up by straightening them, styling them, and and it's okay if you do have curls and straighten them. That's not my point. My point is... And it's okay if you're pale and you want to tan. Yes. My point is do whatever makes you happy. Like, I'm embarking on this curl journey because I want to, not because... Anyone was like, oh, you have curly hair. You should do this, this, and this. No, I've spent years trying. Yeah, and I don't listen. <laughs> you have to do what makes you happy. Um, our intern, Becca, actually, she has fair, fair skin. And she owns it. And yeah, I remember her posting something probably like a month ago. And she was like, oh, my gosh, this just popped up on my memories. It's from two years ago. And she wrote about it. She was like, I used to self-tan every single day because I was in cheer and dance and I did all of this. And then she was like, I don't, she wasn't happy doing that and yada, yada, yada. And so she just stopped. She realized, you know, I have fair skin and I'm going to flaunt it. And that's one of the reasons why Joe and I love Becca so much. She is so confident in who she is and the chick has pale skin. Who cares? It's beautiful. It's stunning. And she wears certain colors that complement her skin. And she has beautiful blonde hair. And, yeah, if people are telling you to do something and you do not want to do it, don't do it. You're beautiful how you are. Yeah. Don't I, do it. I, I think that's the thing when it comes down to it. There are so many variables of beautiful and so many varieties of beautiful. And our culture just is broken in the way that we really display the same things over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because the culture's broken doesn't mean that your mindset has to give in to that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So 
If you want to tan, tan. If you don't want to tan, don't do it. If all your friends are tanning and they're like, hey, let's have a sleepover and we're going to tan, maybe don't go. Be like, you know what? I'm going to pass tonight. I'm going to read a book. I never tanned. I have one time and that was like this quarantine because that was like a big trend. Like, oh my gosh, like it'll make you feel better. And I did it. I was like, mm. I put on self-tanner for the first time on my bachelorette trip. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And it's because we went in February, at the end of February, and we were in swimwear in California. Yeah. And JC and Bree both self-tan, and we're self-tanned. And I stood next to them, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you yeah. guys look, they didn't look super dark or anything, but they just looked like summer bronzed, and I looked winter bronzed. Yeah, there was um, a big contrast. <laughs> and I loved it for that trip. I, I looked like I had a summer tan, and I loved it, and it was great. Um, but... I have it, I don't keep up with it. It's not something I do. Yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes that's nice and it's fun and you know to do. But I never did it because I felt pressure from those around me. I I like JC offered. She's like, "Do you want to try this?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "You don't have to. You look great, but if you want to try it cuz you complimented, you know, how my skin was looking." And, you know. Yeah, like, here you go. And I think that's the thing is, like, don't let other people pressure your decisions. If you want to do things, that's great. Um, But do it because you want to. Yeah. And also don't judge the girls that self-tan. Yeah. They can do them. You can do you. Yep. Life is great. Everybody's different. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Embrace differences. Mm -hmm. JC, I think, still self-tans a lot. Um, like every... I know a lot of people that do. I just, I don't know. I think I personally take after my mom in like a ton of ways and she doesn't wear a lot of makeup. She does wear makeup, but she always looks put together though. And that's my shtick. I'm like, okay, I'm always put together. If I'm in public, I do. Yeah. I'm the same way. And, but my mom never self-tanned. You guys aren't super fair-skinned people either. Yeah, that's true. Hawaiian. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Let's just talk about that for a second. Caroline's I'm like, yeah, olive. I'm I'm like a dark brunette and Hawaiian olive skin tone, but I don't. I guess I just don't self tan that much. I'm that over here true. like my like, skin's literally translucent. <laughs> like it's a little. I'm different. a ghost. Yeah, um, and there's nothing wrong with my like. There's nothing. People growing up were like, oh my gosh, did you draw on yourself with marker? Because my skin is so translucent in the winter, like, that it looks like somebody yeah, drew on me your with blue marker all the way up my arm. And that's okay. That's what I look like. Right. And I don't dislike it. And Caroline doesn't need to dislike that hers is different and that she has a beautiful, why can I not talk? <laughs> beautiful olive skin tone. Your face. I, I know. I'm just, words aren't coming out. And same with my husband. Matt. Oh, yeah. He's, he, yeah, we have similar You guys do have similar um, skin tone. It's like that olive and he gets, obviously we don't spend time out in the summer like we used to when we were in high school and stuff, but he would get like that really dark, rich, rich mm-hmm. olive tan um, that people thought that he was like Italian right, or foreign. Um, a lot of times people would think that he was Spanish or all kinds of different things. And I was like, I want it. <laughs> um, but I just don't have it. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You guys are hot. I'm hot. Translucent <laughs> can be hot. Yeah. Um, it's okay to be different. And we need to embrace and celebrate those differences. 
Yeah, because we don't all want to be the same. That's boring. No, absolutely not. Like, there's nothing I love more than looking at a photo of a group of friends with really satisfying diversity. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, that, like, all different skin tones, mm-hmm. all different body shapes, and all different, like, styled outfits. Yes. It's like, so just satisfying. Yeah, I'm like, I, agree I bet they that. have the best conversations. Yeah. My friend group's not that way. Yeah. My friend group all looks alike. Uh-huh. Not everybody. Like, not that I don't have any variety in my friends. Um, and I wish it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. I, I would love a, where we live, there isn't a ton of diversity mm-hmm. in the population. That is true. Cause we don't live in like a big city. It's starting to change. I think yeah, a little bit as more people move in. Um, but you really have to seek out diversity here. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I seek doing. it out. My, all yeah. my boyfriends were foreign and yeah. I date a foreign or now, but yeah, Chris has pretty Matt's, skin. Matt's from North Dakota. <laughs> Flex on him. <laughs> you know, the cultural state of North Dakota. <laughs> um, yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did we even talk about body image today? <laughs> I hope so. I don't even know how many questions we answered, though. Oh, well. I'm glad that we're back. Yeah, me too. I uh, I missed the podcast. I'm glad we're here. Um, we do have some exciting news to share with you guys, and that is we're going to be doing a bonus episode every month. Yeah. Um, we haven't decided. W- it's going to be the last something of the month every month. Yeah. But we haven't decided what <laughs> which, day that is. Date? But we'll obviously know very soon because we're getting toward the end of yeah. January. <laughs> so we have to make a decision. Um, but the end of every month, we're going to do a little advice column because after our advice episode, you guys have sent in a lot of emails asking for advice and feedback. Mm-hmm. And um, they keep coming in. You guys And are... they keep coming in, which we love. Yeah. So we are going to start doing a bonus episode every month. Um, I wanted to say on here, because I don't think we say this enough, if you guys have not and can go rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts, that's such a huge help. And another thing that you can do so that we can keep doing the podcast, please share this with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, if you love it, like talk about an episode that you love. Oh, and I was going to use that as an answer for how to help friends who struggle with body image. Like if you have a oh, friend yeah. that struggles with body image, Caroline and I are not good people to like answer that question because that's something we both talk about struggling with is it's hard whenever your friend's really struggling with it and you're not necessarily. But if there's a resource that has really inspired you and made you love your body more, share that. Mm-hmm. You know, share the episode of the podcast yeah. that you loved. Um, I think things like that can be really good. Yes. Okay. Backtracking. Review us. Um, rate us. Share the podcast. Um, we really would love to be reaching a bigger audience and um i'm hoping that once COVID's over maybe we can even do some live episodes and get to meet y'all and um yeah yeah we're excited yeah we love you guys we love you a lot um you can find caroline on instagram and tiktok <laughs> at caroline Selty. and you can find me joe on instagram and tiktok and i promise i won't talk as much at joe johnson overby <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you can find Middle Ground at Middle, Middle Ground, Ground Podcast, Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and you can also email us at hello at 
middlegroundpodcast.co. I didn't think about that. <laughs> at? Yeah. It's like, how many ats are in there? Yeah. Um, and you can check out our website. Our website's middlegroundpodcast.co. All of our episodes are there available to listen to. Um, and you want to our stickers? Oh, yeah. Our stickers are on there. We love those. Yeah. I like our website. It's really cute. I know. We worked hard on it. Yeah. It makes but me But we never talk good. about it. I know. I don't know why. We're plugging these things. <laughs> Come on, guys. Um... Yeah, check back next week and uh, another episode coming Monday, every Monday. Um, words are hard. I've talked too much. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.